Bible Speaks with Audley McLean. The Bible Speaks is a weekly ministry of Harvest International. Our prayer is that the Bible Speaks will encourage you in your study of God's Word. You will be able to contact Audley at the address given at the end of this broadcast. And now, here's Audley. Well, again today I feel indebted to the Lord first of all, and then to those of you who have encouraged our hearts by your calls, or notes, or your letter of support. And so today, I feel a sense of divine responsibility to break the birth of God as simply as I know how, and as much in the power of the Holy Spirit as I can engage. The last couple of weeks, we've been talking about the story of Jesus, a paralyzed man, healing of the paralyzed man. We broke down the story in John's Gospel, chapter 5, into six possible pegs or hangings on which your memory of the story can rest. And as you read it and research it and pray about it further, may God the Holy Spirit make it truly yours. We talked about the dilemma of the paralyzed man, then the arrival of Jesus on the scene, and then the man's propensity to pass the buck, the blame game. And in that story, we saw the challenge of faith that Jesus confronted him with the only question that mattered in those circumstances. Do you want to be made well? And Jesus reading his mind and seeing his doubt, but understanding what you and I can't always understand, that this man was ready to exercise faith. And Jesus said, okay, pick up your mat and walk. And then he did that. And an amazing thing happened. The man who had been sick for 38 years became instantly well. Later on, He goes back to the temple, and the Jews want to know who healed him. And up until that point, he really wasn't sure who Jesus was. So Jesus met him again and reintroduced himself and told him to stop sinning. I believe in that statement, Jesus was saying, what I did for you is more than physical healing. I came to make you spiritually well. And you'd think that the religious crowd around would be blessed by that, give God thanks, but no, they found fault with what Jesus had done. May I suggest to you, my friend, that over 2,000 years later, the religious crowd is still finding fault with what Jesus has done. The antagonistic crowd, the well-thinking crowd, the the political crowd, everybody 
except those who Jesus touches is in opposition to what God is doing in the lives of individuals. So I'm addressing somebody today who has been standing on the brink of spiritual healing. Like the man in the story, you have an excuse. It's my neighbor. It's the man down the road. Let me tell you an interesting story that goes back, oh, well over 60 years with my own life. And it has to do with racial discrimination or racial uncertainty. In the city of Toronto, I had gone, 20-year-old Jamaican boy, and I was looking for a place to live. I saw a room advertised in the newspaper, made a call, and the lady was happy to receive my call and told me about the location and where it was that I should come to make arrangements to rent in her rooming house. When I arrived, knocked on the door, or rang the doorbell, and she came to the door. There was the fall, obviously cool, and the screen door was on the outside of the inner door. And she looked through the screen door, and immediately she turned all colors. Her face became flush in her blushing and in her embarrassment. And before I could say anything or she would introduce herself, she simply said to me, it's not me, it's the neighbors. Having a little bit of awareness and preparedness, I simply asked, what about the neighbors, my dear? At which she slammed the door shut. Now, she was afraid, intimidated by what the neighbors would say if she allowed this black boy to come and live in the neighborhood. My friend, she was making up an excuse that had some basis for anxiety. But that's the way so many of us operate. We blame the neighbors. We blame the partner. We blame the society. We blame the church. This man said, when I try to get in, somebody else gets in before me. The blame game is not going to work with God. Jesus asked him, and Jesus took hold of the situation. My friend, Jesus wants to take hold of your situation today. I mentioned last week that we're living in a world of turmoil. And I mentioned that there are ten major conflicts, wars going on in our world, and more. But there's a conflict going on in your very home, your very heart, your very life. And it's a conflict between Satan and you. Satan and the kingdom of God. And my question to you is, are you going to keep blaming somebody else? Or will you today by faith say, yes, Lord, I did that one day, and I was afraid of what my fellow teenagers would have said, because we had a pact that didn't include religious profession. But I said, yes, 
to Jesus. And he gave me the assurance, sins forgiven, on my way to heaven. My friend, it is to that point by faith that God wants you to come today. Having done that, I realized later that I would pay a price among my friends, some of whom became my former friends, because deep in their hearts they were at war with God. I didn't know that before I came to Jesus, that I was at war with God. I didn't understand that the religious aristocracy would write me off because I claimed salvation by faith through the grace of God. And you will face the same thing. So what I'm inviting you into is a relationship with God through Jesus Christ that may cost you your popularity. We read that because Jesus was doing these things on the Sabbath day, the Jewish laborers began to persecute. They began to persecute the man who was healed because it is their only way of taking it out on Jesus through you, through me, and today. In the world in which we live, I say this clearly, boldly, unequivocally, and without apology. There are people in the religious world, some of them professing Christianity. There are people in the political world. They come on both sides of the major parties in the United States. They come on both sides of the religious divide in your country. They believe, and we understand, that they believe that they have a right to wipe out anything but their own. And there are those professing Christians who believe that too. So I am asking you to take sides alone with Jesus today. There are Jews who want to persecute Christians. There are Muslims who want to persecute Christians. There are professing Christians who want to persecute Jews. There are people of all the world's religions who are fighting for their little piece of territory. Jesus says, I came to call unrighteous. He doesn't particularize the religious group. He says, across all religious perspectives, I've come to rescue the perishing and to care for the dying. And that's the message I proclaim. I don't have any political solution to the world's problems. The Bible indicates that Jesus Christ, the Son of God, when he comes again for those who by faith have trusted him, he will take us, them, all the believers, to be with him for all eternity. But I also read that he's coming back to earth to judge the nations of earth to declare war against what he call, the Bible calls the beast, that creature, and the Antichrist, who by then would have deceived the nations and will bring in and usher in a season of peace and a seven-year contract with the nation of Israel and consequently the nations of earth at that time. And everything will seem hunky-dory for three and a half years and then he breaks his promise all hell breaks loose and 
it ushers in the great battle that Jesus Christ, the Son of God, himself will head up. Wipe out the ungodly nations, wipe out the powers of hell, bind Satan for a thousand years. And then, my friend, he, consequently, will take over after these things have happened, and we shall know peace for all eternity. I want you to be in the company that Jesus calls and be ready when Jesus comes. We are not going to solve the problem in the Middle East. It's an insolvable problem because the Bible speaks of it as being God's prerogatives. It can't be Israel. It can't be Gaza. It can't be Lebanon. It can't be Syria. It can't be Africa. It's not going to be solved by the nations of earth. Jesus is the great problem solver of the eternal destiny of man. Line up with him today, my friend. Come by faith to Jesus who died upon the cross, rose again from the dead, ascended to heaven, and is returning. I know this is old-fashioned, but this is how God is. You can come to him through faith and be saved today, regardless of your religious orientation. He wants to save you by grace through faith. I've wandered far away from God. This program is cared for by listeners who care. Your prayers and financial investment in this ministry helps to keep the good news on the air. We look forward to hearing from you and invite you to write us at Harvest International, Post Office Box 6690, Ocala, Florida, 34478. Again, that's Harvest International, Post Office Box 6690, Ocala, Florida, 34478.